If we know that property prices are going to fall by 10 to 15% in this property market crash, then why would anyone want to buy right now? And why wouldn't they just wait for the dip? Because then you can buy real estate that's quite cheap. <laughs> if you're interested in my thoughts as to why this is not possible and what you should be paying attention to that nobody's talking about, then definitely continue watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. If you are someone that needs help with getting started with your mindset in the right spot, then definitely go check the Confusion to Clarity online course. That's where I talk about everything from starting out, knowing exactly what you need to do in terms of mindset, get prepared for buying your first home, whether that's a principal place of residence or an investment property, all the way through to the buying process. So if you're interested, there's a link in the description below. Now in the current state of the economy, most people are saving their money. They are trying not to spend because they know that if they go and invest in the stock market, it's probably gonna fall. If they go into crypto, they're gonna lose that as well because it's super volatile. And now we have banks coming out saying that property prices will fall in Australia. So knowing this, why would anyone actually go and buy now and not just wait for two years when the market actually bottoms out? I brought out a video on this channel only last week. You can check this out here where I've said I'm going out there and I'm going to buy more real estate than I've ever bought before. Now for context, the last time I bought was as soon as they announced the virus and lockdowns were happening. There was peak fear. Everyone thought the market was going to crash by 30%. I came out and said, hey, I don't think so. And I'm going to go buy out some more property. Fortunately, it's been quite fruitful. So now are we seeing a similar situation here where people are way too scared, sentiment is down in the gutters and everyone is in extreme fear? Should we actually be buying? Well, I know that clients are coming through the buyer's agency and want to buy, which is really exciting because those guys are actually going out, getting good deals, getting good real estate, and they actually have certainty, not only just about the rate that they're going to pay today and probably for the next couple of years if they fix their loans, but also they get certainty that they now own the asset. And that's the whole point of this video is you might find yourself in a position where you may own nothing and be happy. This is a concept that got talked about a lot over the last two years where we've seen governments and big organizations get involved with actually purchasing real estate and hard assets. Why? We know that inflation is going crazy and it's probably not gonna slow down anytime soon. Yes, the rates increasing and contracting the economy is helping that, but you can't alleviate problems like the supply chain issues that are caused by things like overseas conflict. In addition to this, we've got our new government in power and they've come out and said, hey, we're gonna increase wages, we're gonna have wage growth for the first time in Australia that's going to be awesome and it's going to outpace inflation and house prices. No, they didn't say that, but it's clearly what they intend to say, but it's not going to happen. And so with that, we know that with house prices, historically, they've grown a lot more than inflation, they've performed better than wage growth, and that's allowed you to stay and build your wealth. The middle class and the lower income earners unfortunately lose out in this scenario. However, now the government's coming out and saying, we promise to actually go out there with you and buy a house with you. 30 or 40% will put in, you put in the rest. And it's all a happy scenario. Well, not quite. And the reason why this is a warning sign, I'll explain in a little bit. But people that aren't actually going out there and investing into real estate, despite the fact that you can, and you might be one of these people, is because you're hoping for the best case scenario. And that best case scenario is that million dollar property in Sydney is gonna drop to about 700K. So now I can purchase it for 700K because I can't afford a million. And that's pretty much the expectation around the market. There is hope. 
there is emotions involved. When the majority of the market feels like we need to retrace so I can go in and buy real estate because hey, at that point, I'm gonna think it's the best thing ever. So in that case, we just wait. That's the end of the video. But you also know that I don't think it's gonna crash. And I also feel like waiting might be the worst decision. And here is why. Something I learned when I started investing about eight or nine years ago was that, hey, if you can get a loan, then you probably should. Because if you go out and you have a long-term vision for your machine or your property portfolio, you will do really well. Based on historical data, it's performed really well. Now, despite interest rates going up, despite them going down, conflict in the world, inflation around, we have seen one thing happen on charts for Australian house prices. It goes up. And the reason for that is the devaluation of our currency, which only does one thing on the chart is go down. So in that best case scenario, we just go, let's wait for the market to dip and then we go out and buy what we can. What happens if you're actually not allowed to buy that asset? Now, you might be thinking, Ravi, that's impossible. But so was the concept of a government coming into power and offering 30% and 40% partnerships with you to buy your house. Two years ago, you would have said, hey, Ravi, that's never gonna happen. And now that we've started seeing this happen, we've seen similar things play out around the world. It's pointing to one thing, which is that we might might not have the opportunity to go out there and buy hard assets like real estate. We may never own our own house. And this is a concept that we need to get comfortable with. The reason for that is because if the government really wants to address affordability, they may go out there and say, well, look, we'll throw money at the property market. We'll help you get into a property, low deposits, huge schemes to get you started. But then equally, we're gonna disadvantage any investors. And those investors may have other conditions to abide by. Hey, this sounds familiar, right? <laughs> well, it is because well, once upon a time in Australia, the interest rate that was charged for an investor was pretty much the same as what you would get as an owner occupier. We saw that change over the last few years and now it's getting even worse. In addition to that, you have different sets of rules. Something to consider is your debt to income ratio. That's pretty much how much debt can you take on for the amount of income you produce. So this could change to put you in a position where you may only be able to ever buy one or two homes. Now, if you're coming on this channel and you've been following me for a while, you go, well, I can't can't really get anywhere with one or two properties. I'm probably gonna need a portfolio. And that's my whole point here. If we do see the market slow down slightly, we know how this performs long-term. That's why we're getting into something like real estate. If you're trying to time the market and get in, flip, and trade out your properties within the next two years, well, then you're not an investor, you're a trader. And that might not suit you long-term. Now, yes, it can be a very scary time to buy when everyone's coming out, especially the mainstream media and saying property prices are gonna fall. The most average scenario that they've played out has been a 10% drop in major market. But now they're going back and suggesting that it might not be felt across Australia. There might be some markets that survive, some markets that are insulated, and more specifically, the regional markets that are insulated. Reason being is we have huge amounts of demand for the lack of supply. Now that lack of supply could continue to decrease and it usually does when the prices start coming down. People go, well, why would I need to sell? I can just hold it. Now, if they've gone out there and fixed their rates for the last two or three years, we've already got buffers that were placed into when we went and purchased the property. So we shouldn't really have a downturn in the market because the market collapsed with people not being able to repay their mortgage repayments. So on one hand, the media is suggesting that, hey, property prices are gonna fall. Then the government's coming out and saying, hey, we'll go partnership and I'll put in 30%, you put the rest in, we'll buy property together. There seems to be a bit of an agenda. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, I'm someone 
someone that does spend a lot of time reading into this stuff, researching, because it's my day job, right? I spend a lot of time doing that and it means that I can see trends with data and consumer behavior. When I start mixing up all of these things, it's pointing to one thing, and that is that most people are gonna to be too late to the party. They're hoping the market's gonna crash by 10 to 15%, and hope being emotion is how most people will lose in this market. I don't think we're gonna see a retracement as big as they're suggesting in the media, and I think it's going to be a process of the interest rates getting to a point where they probably can't go any higher. From there, we're gonna see a mass amount of FOMO come back into the market while they see the property market continue to increase over the next six to 12 months. Now, if the government does come out and suggest that, hey, investors can only cap out at one or two properties, what are you gonna do? If you're someone that's always just believed in real estate long-term, I can see why, because it's performed really damn well. But if you are someone that wants to build a portfolio, you need to do it in times when most people are doing the opposite. Right now, from what I can see, people are out there being very scared, thinking that we're gonna have this massive collapse, all very similar to what we saw in 2020. Now, granted, we have scenarios that are different. We have metrics that are flashing red, suggesting that we're going into a recession, but this recession is definitely not the same as the ones we've seen previously here in Australia. I think we're gonna see a two-speed economy continue where we have some affordable markets absolutely take off and continue their amazing run. Then you have some affluent suburbs where there will be some pullback because, hey, you know, if you can spend $2 million today, it's not necessary that you can spend that tomorrow when the interest rates go up. And this is something to keep in mind as you go out there and build your portfolio. Given that real estate here in Australia is very scarce, you also have construction costs going up. So people don't wanna build, but in addition to that, they also don't know what the rate is going to be in 12 months time. You're seeing developer activity reduce. This means incoming supply is reducing rapidly. When you've got a market with a rental crisis, as well as a shortage of supply, you already have drivers for growth in those markets. And this is why I urge you that if you are someone sitting on the sidelines thinking, hey, I'm just gonna time the market in 12 months time. Just think about the opposite happening. And if the opposite plays out, are you prepared? I'll catch you guys in the next one.